Is this was this an act of a man who really wanted to play football, or he was weighing the pros and cons of I'm you know 40 years old and I got to live the rest of my life with this woman and these kids, or I'm going to go off and have all this money on my own? Like I mean, this where, where is, do this you... is the greatest heist of all time. <laughs> it really is. I this episode of the Foul Language Podcast is brought to you by Blowout Cards, guys. This card shop is incredible if you're into trading cards sports cards pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, garbage pale kids it doesn't matter what you like check out blowoutcards.com for all of your trading card needs this episode of the foul language podcast is brought to you by dubby energy the clean energy drink scientifically formulated to give you laser-like focus to tackle the day without jitters or a crash after use promo code foul 44 at checkout that's f-o-u-l-4-4 and receive a 10 percent discount off your total order cut out all that nasty motherfucking sugar and start drinking dubby energy today And welcome back to another episode of the Foul Language Podcast. We've all been we've been we've been away for a little while. It's been a bit since we've been back. We hope you're listening to that Bobby Cumbie episode. We can't thank you all enough. And we can't thank Bobby enough. That was probably my favorite episode to date. What do you guys think? One hundred percent. I agree. Bobby's was, a great dude. He is fantastic. We are gonna have him on again. Those two voices you just heard. Are the 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 sexiest? I, I, there's not enough words that I can say here. We're gonna start off with you, Alex Stanley. Well, where do I attribute my sexiness to? Okay, and that that's a question that I struggle with every day because I'm looking forward to tomorrow because I get better looking every day. Exactly. <laughs> uh, How are you, Gage? Doing good, buddy. How are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hanging in there. We got Jim Jones back in the studio with us today. <laughs> some Kool Aid. I hope you guys have been doing well, though, for real. How's how's life been? Uh, <laughs> dislocated my shoulder two weeks ago, but you know, on the men from that. How's it feeling? That's better. Hopefully, get to go back to work this week, but mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Tantric sex is pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't um, believe it. <laughs> Just ask Sting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bingo. Now, how you been, Alex? How's how's life been? I know you uh you just get it off your chest. How's work been? Oh, it's been it's been rough lately. Just uh been like a big piece of bologna pie. Big piece of bologna pie <laughs> and cold, fresh out of the freezer. <laughs> it's been rough. I mean, we we persevere here, do we not? We digest. Yeah. Digest or digress? What do you mean? Same right? thing. <laughs> Not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> uh, making all kinds of noise. I apologize. Work, I mean, work's been rough. It's like I said a couple weeks ago. Twenty twenty three has not been too great. You know, I walked outside the other day and there was this big balloon up in the sky. I was Team Rocket. (laughs) Jesse and James, (laughs) prepare for trouble. They're going to blast off at the speed of light. At the speed of light. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? I think it's proof that nobody gets out of Myrtle Beach. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Speaking of the Myrtle Beach area, do you guys know anything about, and I hope this doesn't, spark anything i don't know uh but 
Have you guys been keeping up with this Tyler Doyle case? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Doyle Rose? Exactly. <laughs> no, so this kid, he's like 23, 24 years old. He's married. His wife's 30 weeks pregnant. He goes duck hunting. Well, supposedly his boat sinks. He had a guy with him. Well, the dude's missing. And it's been a lot of weird stuff. I won't, I won't get too far into it, but it, like he's checked in on Facebook since he's been missing by accident and like found a way to get rid of it. Um, there's all kinds of stuff been going on. Basically they think that he's faked his death. They started a GoFundMe that raised like 60 grand. Damn. And they think it's all fake. Like the wife is posting uh, comments on Morgan Wallen's Instagram, just looking for attention. Like it's getting serious. They think so. He's a dirt track racer. They think he's hiding out in a car trailer at his local dirt track. This is all happening like at Wilmington Beach. Okay, the first question I have is if you're going to try to get big media attention, maybe Morgan Wallen shouldn't be your first choice. Didn't he get canceled like three years yeah, ago? He, he he's say, back though. He say the yeah, bad he did. Word, he did. Bad, bad word. I, I don't know. That I feel like if you're going to fake your own death, probably should just get rid of your smartphone entirely yeah i agree i mean if you're checking in on facebook you're not going to be too successful at it I mean, well what's crazy is his boat's gone right they haven't recovered the boat supposedly it sank okay so you know this for a fact because our dad is hardcore fisherman you know they make boats now that are basically impossible to sink they they literally cut them in half and drive them down the lake he has a g3 uh Aluminum foam filled boat, which is what it is, impossible to sink. They cut them in half and drive them down. His boat's nowhere to be found. They've drugged the water. They've done everything, search teams, nowhere to be found. They found his waders and his wallet. But when they found the wallet, it was dry. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not, it's just not, I mean, if, if you're a dirt track race car driver, mm-hmm. I don't know that my first place to hide would be the local dirt track. I track out, that, but you know that's what I thought too. Are, this this leads to a larger conversation. Why are criminals so dumb? Yeah, the only ones that are dumb are the ones that get caught. Though that, that is true. It's like <laughs> you thought about you know what the FBI says. There's like 50 serial killers in the United States at any given time. It's like that's just the ones they know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they can conceive of. Have you noticed though, like? In the modern era, serial killers aren't really that much of a thing anymore. Like, you don't uh, hear well, about... with that being said, there was a kid that went to Virginia High that got busted for killing, like, four people. I mean, at what point do you become a serial killer? Like, how many people is it going to be? Three. But three doesn't there three. have to be, to be a, a pattern, right? You have to kill in a ritualistic manner that, that like... That was like you take somebody like Richard Ramirez, who, yes, he was a serial killer, but he kind of defied logic in the fact that he didn't have any type. He didn't have any set way of doing things. Most serial killers are very, they think very constructively, but so they do things. They go like Ted Bundy, all those women Ted Bundy killed could have been sisters, right? You got somebody, if you kill in a ritualistic manner with the same type of, you know, victim then you're a serial killer of two or two or more you get up there three you're a serial killer so what ramirez has been considered Uh, a spree killer probably would be the closest thing Uh, a lot of his were he just liked hurting people but you got to figure it was a lot of crime of opportunity he would break in or see and like the old woman the older lady that he killed it was just like 
he just wanted to hurt her, you know, so there's a lot of crime. Um, most of your serial killers, from what I've read, they're not going to ever step out of their way of doing something and risk getting caught because they don't want to get caught. A spree killer don't give a shit. He just, like the DC sniper, yes, he was a serial killer in that regard that he was victimizing a certain group of people, but it was also a crime of opportunity in which people had to be walking in front of his gun for him to kill him. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right, like, right. there's two different things. But it is, uh, I don't know, I think that serial killers have gotten smarter in the fact that you have to adapt with the level of, you know, intelligence and technology that the people hunting you have. So you have to be smarter. So no telling how smart you'd have to be now to be a serial killer. Right. Most of them are very intelligent anyway. Well, you got to think that does have a lot to do with it, right, (laughs) is the advancement of technology to this point. It's a lot harder to escape. Just as we were talking the dude probably just like loaded up his Snapchat or his his Facebook, the Tyler Doyle kid, probably just opened up his Facebook and it was like, ping, you're right here. Because they have all of that. They can get access. Once you allow it to like mm-hmm. track your, your, your location all the time, it knows where you're at all the time. Did you see how they caught the guy from that killed those girls in, uh, was it Idaho? They caught him in Pennsylvania. Yes, yes, ago. yes. So it was kind of a hot button issue because they were able to triangulate his location using the cell phone towers without him using his phone. Now, okay, you make a call, it pings off the tower. You send a text, it pings off the tower. Supposedly, and this gets into a conspiracy theory, you are not supposed to be tracked unless you're doing one of those things. Now, they were able to track him without him using his phone, which begs the question, are they monitoring you all the time? In this case, you caught a killer with some people I've been reading. I don't really know enough about it, but some people think maybe this guy didn't do it. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. But, like, it begs the question, like, are they watching you all the time and if so that's scary well we do know yeah. we're listening because i mean you sit there and you say something next thing you know you okay. got an ad yeah. for it on your instagram yeah. and did you know it's not just you though the algorithms actually use the people around you so if i'm looking at <clears throat> i don't know maybe building a one of those called barnuminiums or whatever yeah if i'm looking at it then you might get an ad for barnuminium because the, they when your I phone knows that you're near me and they'll start showing you things that they think that I'm interested in that you might be interested in. Oh, uh, it, it, it really, when you, you look at it like like TikTok, okay? And we're all on TikTok. My wife's we obsessed with be. TikTok. But have you ever seen the terms of service of TikTok? It's <laughs> Joe, scary. Joe dude. Rogan read it live on his on his podcast. You should listen to it. It's crazy. Your phone, you are you like your Gmail is associated with your laptop? Mm-hmm. Did you use that Gmail account for your TikTok? I actually don't have a TikTok. <laughs> okay. Well, if you did, they can not only have access to your phone, they have access to any piece of equipment that is associated with that Gmail account. Holy cow. They can get on anything that you have. That's a, a TV. If you use the same uh, email address for your TV, like making a Samsung account or something, they have access to your TV. Wow. Like it is it is terrifying. We should not be on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a very good uh it's crazy, man. Just the 
it's wild to think about, mm. especially when you hear all the stuff that basically, and because think about it, who sets it? It's like 263 pages or something like that. Their terms of service agreement. Who 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 sets there and reads anything for any app you ever download? Nobody does. You just hit okay. So That's you need a lawyer. Where's Matthew? Yeah, for real. We miss you, Matthew. Uh, no, but no, I I recently started back kind of on a health kick. Um, need to get healthy. Uh, so I've been going back to the gym this week. It's been pretty rough. I was a lot more out of shape than I thought I was. <laughs> I'm out of shape. Yeah. I'm it's giving bad. up energy drinks. Yeah, are you? Yeah. You ever have kidney stones? No, but I have high blood pressure, so I'm trying to get that and under that control. Comes in the family. Yeah. See, I, I've always, like, I can't do, I've always been terrified of energy drinks because of my kidney stones, which maybe when we're not on air, I'll tell you the story of what happened when me and Austin was at a Whitechapel concert in Knoxville, Tennessee, when I had a kidney stone attack. That sounds terrifying. We went to a... uh, No, let's tell it. Go ahead. Let's tell it. So we're at the Mill and Mine in Knoxville, Tennessee, watching a great local band, Whitechapel, very hardcore band. Um, We're like, we're right up front, aren't we? I mean, we're... We're literally on the rail, leaning on the rail. All I can figure is that the vibration from the first couple of bands that was there vibrated this kidney stone loose and it started moving. I had, I, I, we had to leave. Like he had to take me to the emergency room. So he takes me to this emergency room in downtown Knoxville at like midnight. And I don't know if you've ever been to an emergency room in a bigger city. It was an experience, was it not? It was one of the wildest nights of my life. I wasn't even at the concert. <laughs> We're sitting there, right? <clears throat> We're sitting there. I look over in the waiting room, right out in the middle of people everywhere. I'm like, I'm not Justin. I'm like, that dude's jerking off. <laughs> There's some homeless dude sitting over in the corner, pulled his dick out, jacked off, you know, got a, he had a full release. God. Full release, cleaned himself up, put his dick back in his oh pants, and fell asleep in the waiting room. I may or may not have a video that I may or may not show you after this is over. I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> well, you don't see any. You don't see any cons. So he, he was he was respectful enough to do it under a blanket. Oh, that I will say that. Yeah, I mean, I, but I feel like if you're gonna go full brain, just let it out. Yeah, I you mean, might as well. Yeah. At that point, yeah. yeah. And they didn't care though. There was nurses walking around everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's just that's like, just, yeah, fuck it. That's George. That's, that's, that's Jimmy. There was so many people in there, like tweaked out of their minds. Bad, there was this man. couple that come in there. They were covered in red clay mud from head to toe. Okay, it's like they had been, and it was cold. And we're in the middle of downtown Knoxville. And this is like December, middle of December, and they come in covered in this red clay mud, and dude, they are fucked out of their mind. And they're getting mud, everything. They follow everybody's like laying down on the floor and shit. And like it made it made me very worrisome for the future of humanity. Like I could not imagine what those nurses and people go through working in that place. Not imagine a place like, like New York. Oh, I know. San Francisco. Yeah. You've seen San Francisco. I've, I've seen, you know, I mean, I've been from one end of this country to the other, and I've told my wife before, it's like we are so sheltered here where we live because we don't actually see what the world is actually like. We don't realize how comfortable it is here. 
when you go down the sidewalk of San Francisco and you're literally stepping mm-hmm. over needles, condoms, piles um, of human piles shit. Of shit, like, and you're like, this is how these people, and this isn't in a bad neighborhood. This is like in the downtown, like square, like nice part of San Francisco, and you're stepping over human shit. It's like, man, we don't know what it's like out there. And so many people, it's like, I don't know how you just uh, incorporate that into your daily life. Like you just see some dude at a playground sitting on a park bench shooting up or outside of a Starbucks with a needle in his arm and he's passed out. It's like, how do you, how do you just balance that in your life? Like, this is normal. I'm going to go into Starbucks. I got to go buy a dude with a needle hanging out of his arm. How do you do that? I don't know, man. It's, it's a crazy way to live. And like I said, we don't realize how comfortable it is here how easy living in this part of the country really is. And there's a lot of dumbasses here. There really is. We all know that. But for the most part, this is this is a really, really good part of the country. It's you get it when it when I first went out there, it really opened my eyes. You know, because downtown like Los Angeles isn't what you think it is at all. No. It is the complete opposite of what you think it is. Well, Los Angeles County in Skid Row is like the only place in, in the, you know, like. Shout out first, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And like what you would say the um, evolved world that the Black Plague is still there. Like oh, wow. they, had, they had to tear down so much of Skid Row because um, uh, typhoid black plague is still there to this day these people are literally living in their own feces that's the only way to get these diseases and it's like this is in america that's the only that's the only extremely nice motel that i've ever stayed in where the front desk at the hotel has bars over it wow they have signs up in the motels it's like if you're not expecting anybody don't answer the door if somebody knocks. That's disturbing. <laughs> and it's like this is like a plaque they put on the door. They also had a sign on their pool that said, "If you've experienced diarrhea within the past seven days, please do not get in the pool." <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like, I mean, you think about the way that the world is right now, and you think of how bad it is in different places. Well, man, I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's like it's bad here too. It's, it's bad here. We're, it we're is. not, we're not, if you live in a country where people die from largely pre- preventable issues like obesity, suicide, things like that, and people are dying at the rates that they are in this country, it's like, well, you're failing. You're not doing what you're supposed to do as a country, as a government. We can't take care of our own people. So it's like, well, where do we, where do we go from here? I mean, we're all worried about, you know, we're all, and it was, I mean, the balloon thing's a big issue, but it's like, we're all worried about that, but man, it's like, let's, what about the shit that's going on right here? Let's start taking care of our own people. Right. Agreed. When uh, a little bit different note, how about you, how about the Super Bowl coming up? I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Um I do think that San Francisco learned a pretty hard lesson, and that's you don't fuck with the Rocky statue. And, and, and somebody put a Chiefs jer- jersey on it. It's not good, you know that they're like they're three and zero when teams yeah. have done that. Yeah. I guess you know put something on the Rocky statue. You don't, you don't fuck with the Rocky. 
Don't mess with Sly. Don't fuck with Rocky. <laughs> now, who, what do you, who do you think is going to win? I like Philadelphia in this one. I think with the way that Jalen Hurts is playing, when that team can run the football, when that defense is playing as good as it has been, one they had 62 sacks yeah, this year. They're unreal. I mean, that team, if Patrick Mahomes was 100%, I mean, you a high ankle sprain is like three to six weeks, you know, timetable to return. And that's if you're pretty, you know, you're a um, – a beast, I guess. Like you, you come back from that right. in that time frame. We're asking Patrick Mahomes to play in the Super Bowl, what, three weeks after he's had this. So yeah, he is human. Let's let's just be honest. He's human and it's going to take a monster performance for Patrick Mahomes to pull this off. I think Philadelphia is just too much right now. I agree. This, this both of these teams are unbelievable. I think we we talked about it about halfway through the season. Kansas City really became who Kansas City is about week six, and Philadelphia just I mean put their foot on everybody's throat and stayed with the pressure the whole year. I, there's no question about it. So I agree. But if there's a quarterback in the NFL that you want that pressure to be on it's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, what he done against Cincinnati, it was incredible. Now that KB12 is retired. Patrick Mahomes it's is Mahomes it's week. Mahomes. He's the guy. I mean, he is he's that good and we need to start thinking about him. I mean, five, the 5 years that he has played as a starter, he's made the Super Bowl 3 times, made the AFC Championship 5 times. <laughs> This dude's unbelievable. Yeah, he's unreal. But I'm going to say this. <clears throat> if there's somebody – you got a son. If there's somebody in this world that you would want your son to look up to and emulate, it's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a great human being. Absolutely. He's such a hard worker. I've talked about it on this show before. It seems like today with kids, they come up against something. They come up against that hard spot in their life for the first time, and they just want to give up. He hasn't gave up, and he's got to where he has because he knows when push comes to shove, I just got to put my head down and work. And that man is a fantastic human being. He's somebody that I respect. I mean, I'm quite a bit older than him, but I respect the hell out of him. If I had a son, I would want him to grow up and be just like Jalen Hurts. He's a good man, and I pull, I'm pulling for her. I know I'm not a crazy Philadelphia guy. I'm not big on Philadelphia, but <laughs> I love Jalen Hurts, and I would love to see him win a Super Bowl. I would too, especially after, you know, Alabama kind of gave up on Jalen Hurts, man. Like, they had to in that. In that, I mean, did. without the context, you're like, yeah, they gave up on Jalen Hurts and and right. Tua, but in that game, you would have done. Yeah. The same oh thing. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I think even after that point, it was like when Tua came in, you knew. Jalen Hurts was done for at Alabama. Yeah. There was no question. But he didn't give up. He didn't. He, he, went, went, to he went to Oklahoma, started squatting 600 pounds. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he actually said that he accredited uh, Alabama for getting a lot of his uh, dedication he's gotten. Yeah. And hard work. Uh, and Nick Saban's talked about him, how much, how hard of a worker he is. And that, as a for a leader of, of men, uh, you want somebody like that. Like he, he's, he's, and right now he's only playing at about 60%. What he said, 80%. It's like he's hurt, but he puts his head down. He does everything the the way that you're supposed to. He does it the right way. He, he just grinds, man. And 
you you got to respect that. The state of Mississippi is showing up for this Super Bowl. A.J. Brown, Willie Gay, Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones, Darius Slay. That's huge. You, if you're a Mississippi State Ole Miss fan, if you live in the state of Mississippi, you got to be happy right now. Oh, absolutely. And I, I told you, I mean, I, I'm going to toot my own horn here. How long have I been saying about A.J. Brown? The dude's unreal. Everybody freaked out seeing DK Metcalf without his shirt on and then Pete Carroll wearing around his didn't shirt. Know it. You know, it's like, yeah. and I kept saying, yeah, DK is great, but he's not, he wasn't even the best receiver on all, yeah. you know, he wasn't even the best receiver on all Miss. It's like, this dude is amazing. He, did you see he's number one in every category against single coverage, touchdowns or seven receiving yards, receptions. He, against single coverage, he is uncoverable if that's a word so it cannot be covered so where are you where are you putting him at right now top five in the league he would be about five about five so who you got like Devontae? i got tyree yeah i got uh Devontae, tyree cooper cup cooper Jamar cup, chase and then probably chase. and then probably aj brown would be around fifth yeah um, and honestly you could start to argue at this point not taking anything away from Cooper Cup, but we'll get back to the Super Bowl in just a second. Taking nothing away from Justin Jefferson. No, that's going to no. be the thing everybody that's, freaks out when they hear that's that. That's what I. That's where I would disagree. I, I've got Justin Jefferson's the best in the league. Tyreek's number two. Devontae's three. Um, I'd say AJ Brown's four for me, and Jamar's five. Yeah, well, I think when you Cooper Cup is one of those guys that's completely different in that. All those other guys have this just raw, God-given talent. And Cooper Cup is that guy. He's like, he's always open. He's Julian Edelman. It, it doesn't matter what <laughs> yeah. the defense is doing. Cooper Cup's always open. That's what Travis Kelsey's so good at. He's always open. And, I mean, you can ar- you could start to argue now that Travis Kelsey is maybe the best tight end in football. I don't think he's there. If, if he gets time. this ring, I think he's the best tight end that's ever done it. Now, speaking of uh, Travis Kelsey, did you see where he called out the, the mayor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Call him a jabroni. That was good. That was good. You what do you jabroni. think? Don't you think if you see that petition where they're trying to get Mama Kelsey to be able to flip the coin? Yes, I hope oh, they, they do. Because awesome, the brothers, yeah. Brothers, yeah, that, that'd be cool. That's really cool. I like that jersey she had on too. Yeah, it's like too. Chiefs on the front yeah, and the Eagles yeah. on the side. Did you see uh, Jason Kelsey, you know, Philadelphia won uh, earlier in the day? So he went to a bar and he had on the Kansas City uh, sweatshirt pulling for his brother. The second, and I mean the second that game was over, he took that Kansas City. <laughs> he put on Twitter, yeah. he was like, we're no longer brothers. Or whatever. He said, I'm no longer pulling for Kansas City or whatever. <laughs> But me being, you know, a former offensive lineman, you're giving shout-outs here. I got to give a couple shout-outs here, starting off with Fat Batman, fucking Jason Kelsey. That dude is best, maybe the best center that I've ever watched play personally. Ron Johnson is one of the best uh, linemen in football. Yeah, or, uh, Lane, Johnson. Lane Johnson. I mean, yeah. And nobody knew. Nobody knew. Everybody doubted Lane Johnson. Nobody knew him coming out of Oklahoma. I've been on the Lane Johnson train. Shout me and Hunter Rogers. Shout out Hunter Rogers. We knew about Lane when he was. This dude is it's the best offensive line, maybe of all time. It's unreal. Now, we're talking about the Super Bowl here. Something very important, near and dear to my heart personally. 
I'm pretty excited to see Rihanna. I am too, honestly. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> are you? Oh, Riri? oh yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see Riri. What do you? Uh, what, what do you? What do you want her to sing? And who do you think's gonna come out with? I haven't heard. Is she? Is she? Who she's gonna have coming out with? Her? I haven't heard. Do you think? Uh, Eminem comes out with? I kind of hope so. Maybe. I Probably. What? Now, wasn't Eminem last year's Super Bowl show? He was. He was. But he wasn't the main, the main one. Yeah. He, he come out. But, I mean. Would that be a record, though, if he did come out twice in a row? He probably would. I wonder. You want to take the over or under on whether Chris Brown will be there? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, I thought about saying that like three Dang. minutes ago. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I don't know. I. I hope they can just pay Snoop Dogg to stand in the back and wear that outfit and just grip walk the whole show. <laughs> like he did. Yeah. Honestly. I, do, I, like I think she's very talented. Very I, too. I, I mean, Umbrella. Are you not excited to hear Umbrella? I like Umbrella. What's your favorite Rihanna song? Oh, I hope Kanye is there and I hope I, Paul McCartney I is there. I don't see Kanye being there. I don't either. But that way they can do that song. Shut up, yeah. <laughs> I love Ye, but he's got some issues. Yay or Ye? I, I think it depends on the day. Oh, yeah. fair. That's fair. Now, I would like to see him come out so they can do that while I sent it to you. Four or five seconds. You know that mm-hmm. one? Yeah. But yeah uh, Kanye, Paul McCartney, yeah. Rihanna. That's a great song. What movie was that? Um, I don't know. Was that a movie? I didn't know it was a movie. I, I thought it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. Well, well let's, let's go on. I know what yours is going to be. What was your favorite Super Bowl halftime performance of all time do you remember you know any that stand out um obviously the uh, justin timberlake one 2007 <laughs> janet jackson, janet jackson. Justin timberlake. yeah wow. wow but uh if not that i'd say prince that prince. show was amazing prince. that one of the uh, i have seen almost every band that i've ever wanted to see i've been very fortunate but prince is one of those that uh, it just it eats away at me that I never got to see Prince live. I loved Prince so much, and we we talk about Prince yeah, a lot on we the did. show. That, that tells you how, yeah. It's yeah. iconic. But uh, me, you know, being the horn dog that I am, <laughs> Shakira. Oh, I heard Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, I'm not crazy about J Lo. I think she's diva. Yeah, but and Shakira. Yeah. I gotta calm down over here. Those hips don't lie. They do not lie. (laughs) Now, I think, uh, honestly, if we're being 100% honest here, last year's Super Bowl halftime show was fucking incredible. It was fantastic. Dre was great. It was good. Snoop was great. 50 Cent hanging upside down was fantastic. Eminem was, it was so good. The whole show. Everybody's there talking about how 50 Cent was was out of shape. I'm like, you hang upside down for as long as he was and trying to sing. Yeah. And he's got to be pushing 50. Now, yeah, and the not dude still looks good. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, he, he's not what he was when he was, what, 20? But like, nobody who is. is. Yeah. Like, nobody he's been is. shot like I, 19 times. Sylvester Stallone. I mean, yeah. Yeah, most people age. I mean, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, of course, right? he's getting back. Have you seen him lately? I have not. He's jacked so again. He doesn't look like no. a tent anymore. No. He's He's getting jacked again, yeah. Is he, you think he's going to be making some more movies? Is that why he's getting back in shape? Possible. I know he's a lot more involved with uh, like charities and stuff like that. Uh, he's very, uh, what's the word, philanthropic now. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if that's anything to do with why he's getting in shape again, but who well, knows? Isn't he, he divorced? Didn't they split up? He, I think he, so. He was banging his. Well, after, uh, after I found out they had a love child with his nanny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she. 
I'm sorry to say this, but she was she was pretty ugly looking. I mean, he could have done better. I'd say he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. say that's just the one that uh that he got caught with. Yeah. You think she let him smoke stogies? I, I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, nobody's gonna tell nobody's Arnold gonna tell where him he can and can't smoke stogies. <laughs> I love stogies. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess let's get to a quick break. So, Alex, you have uh, some news for us. What you got yeah, going been, uh, on? Busy, busy couple of weeks. I know Gage has got a lot of UFC news, but I got a few things we can talk about really fast. First Absolutely. of all, um, big news out of the NBA. Kyrie Irving was actually just sent to the Dallas Mavericks in a surprise trade. Not that it was surprising in the fact that he got traded, but in the fact he got sent to Dallas. Um, you know, the Nets owner, Joe Sire, I think it's how you say his last name, reportedly said he refused to send Kyrie to the Lakers, who are offering two first-round picks for the point guard. Now paired with the amazing Luka Doncic, the Mavericks have a pretty pretty star-studded um, yeah. roster there. I do know the Mavs' odds in Vegas of winning the NBA Finals before the Kyrie trade were at 30-1. to 1. Post Kyrie trade, fourteen to one. Wow. Okay. So it was. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I think me and basically everybody I know had it as a foregone conclusion. That he Kyrie was going, was going to the that way. Yeah. I mean, well, you know that they also turned down a first round Chris, Chris Paul. Paul and DeAndre Jordan. Was it? I believe it was. Um, maybe maybe it wasn't DeAndre Jordan. Maybe it was just Chris Paul and the the picks. Okay. But, Either way, he does he have it out for Kyrie a little bit? You think? I don't know. I don't know. After I mean, all Ky- the drama, Kyrie has made some enemies. Right. I mean, he's done it to himself. You can't help but look at him and think this guy's still fairly young. He's extremely talented. It shows up in big games, you know. And it's like you put him on this roster and. I mean, who knows? Did you see Mark Cuban's reaction when he was on the he was a courtside? No. And when he found out he was on his phone, and he's like, "Holy shit!" We just <laughs> like, he owns the Mavericks. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I do like Mark Cuban. I do too. Yeah. Cuban's a good he's guy. He's a very smart man. Very well, smart I like man. I like what he's doing with the whole uh, medications and stuff. Which, I haven't heard about that. Well, you haven't seen that he's got a website where you can buy medicines like insulin and stuff. It's really? way cheaper. Oh, yeah, wow. like I think the up the uh, what was it called the. I can't freaking think right now. Upcharge or whatever. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah. way, way less. Markup, yeah. What it was a few years ago, EpiPens went up 400%. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about, I think that's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that I think that universal healthcare is the, the answer, but I do think that medicine, life or death medication for people, it shouldn't be based on how much money you can make. If you can afford it, if you need the medicine, you should be able to get mm-hmm. it. I think it's hilarious how few people know about this. Isn't that funny? 70% of um, advertisement on television is pharmaceutical companies, and we don't know nothing about this. You think that's a coincidence? Mm-hmm. Well, Kyrie's in the shark tank now. Kyrie is in the shark tank. Um other news I have coming out of the NFL, it's reported that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are $100 million apart 
and what each side is expecting to pay out in guaranteed money. Jeez. <laughs> so it doesn't look like there's going to be any resolution anytime soon. So they're trying to overpay him. No, no. <laughs> yeah. no they're trying. They're trying. He's going to get that. He's going to get that franchise tag, and he's not going to play another year, and it's going to ruin his career. I, I would. I hope and pray that he doesn't play on the franchise tag. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Play. But you know as well as I do, he will not be the same person. Also, on Lamar Jackson, he told his agent apparently that he would rather retire than be a New York Jet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that that right there and some of the stuff you hear, he wants to play in Miami from what I understand. I think the best fit for him right now is probably the Falcons. You gotta figure that I think that's where he'll end up if he does get traded. Um, I wish Lamar Jackson all the money that he deserves because that man, like we were talking about Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson is a fantastic human being. Oh, wait, that's a Cowboys fan. That's where Lamar's going to go. Oh, is that where he's going to go? I've seen some Cowboys fan was online today saying that, that since Tom Brady retired, now Dak's going to take up the mantle as the best quarterback in football. I think that's going to belong to Kirk Cousins. So. <laughs> Do you? Kirk Cousins. Good old Kirk Cousins. Anyway, last, last little bullet point I have. Kind of an interesting fact. Apparently... CBS commentator Tony Romo has reportedly come under fire since the AFC Championship game for his lackluster performance with his partner Jim Nance. One report says that CBS Brass has actually stepped in to coach Romo and improve his study habits in preparation for its games. Now, question I have. He wrote a zero, didn't he? Is Romo playing too much golf? Ooh. You know, he's a huge he could golfer. Be a professional, though. He could, he could, but when Romo first stepped into that, you remember everybody freaked out. It's like, this is the best NFL analysis like we've had in game ever. Like, he is the man. He was predicting plays and before they happened. Him, Jim Nance asked him some very thought out, well constructed question. And he's like, I don't know, Jim. Well, that brings up, while we're talking about analysts here, that brings up a question. With TB12 being retired, you know, he says he's not going to take his very cushy $375 million contract. He turned it down? No, he's going to take it, just not till 2024. Fall of 2024. Fall of 2024. So I'm assuming 2024 season. Well, hold on. My my question is, Greg Olson's the best analyst in the NFL. Who, Who are you going to put Brady with? What if he's not? What if you replace that? What if you put him in that number one spot, replace Greg Olson, and Brady sucks? Is Brady going to be? In, is he going to be on there? Is he going to be on like the NF or the uh, Fox game day? I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in Fox. So yeah, but is he going to be like on the show, the morning or the show that comes on before, like mm-hmm. the pregame stuff, or is he going to actually be? In I think he's in the booth. There? In really? in the booth, yeah. Well. Brady's going to be great. At it. Oh, he's Just going to. Honest, yeah, he's going to be great. Everything he does, he's great. Yeah. At. Well, let's let me ask you this: Is it in, is it possible or probable that Tom Brady come out of retirement just long enough so that Giselle got 
pissed off and left him. He played one more year. Now he gets to go into retirement single. Three hundred seventy-five million dollars. Is this was this an act of a man who really wanted to play football, or he was weighing the pros and cons of I'm you know forty years old and I got to live the rest of my life with this woman and these kids, or I'm going to go off and have all this money on my own? Like I mean, where, where this is the greatest heist of all. Time. <laughs> it really is. I guess it all comes down to whether you believe Giselle was hooking up with Antonio Brown anyway. Uh, Have you seen his wing? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else has, so I figured you have too. You know, I saw the video come up, but I didn't click it. So, (laughs) how could you not? (laughs) What do you mean? If if Brady done that, it's like the most genius thing. Like he's like if he if he pulled that off, he definitely deflated those balls and they were definitely recording practices. <laughs> <laughs> he's a mastermind. Yeah, it could be possible. Now, congratulations. There's no need for us greatest to say this. He's the greatest football player that has ever lived, and he is way far ahead of everybody else. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of people are like he's not even the greatest regular season. These are experts yeah. on these. These experts. are these are yeah, Colin Coward level experts. You know, these people. What's wrong with people? Jealousy, jealousy. I mean, you 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 hate success when you are so unhappy with your own life mm-hmm. tom brady the fact of the matter is had three hall of fame careers in his one career yeah each decade have you seen it broke down from his 20s 30s and 40s uh-uh. it's unbelievable he had three hall of fame careers yeah. in his 20s he had a hall of fame career in his 30s and in his 40s He's well congratulations to the goat i love that man I'm glad now that he's gone, I don't have to have that small amount of hatred for him being a Dolphins fan. I found it a lot easier to like him after he left the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Just being uh, honest. Yeah, uh, we did too. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Dolphins historically 12 times in his career and like the next closest team's like two. Can I also say I did predict that Dallas would beat him? You did. I did predict that. You did, yeah. That was a good prediction. That was very nice. But before we get around to some UFC, I got a couple more topics we can talk about here. Um, Number one being, where is Aaron Rodgers going? Excellent question. It's it's tough right now. You know, he come out and said he's not going to San Fran. Okay, Vegas is a calling. Vegas, Devont, you see Devontae Adams. Yeah. He's like, tell, tell him to buy me a house. He's got enough money. Yeah. Somebody was like, somebody made a tweet and was like, uh, what neighborhood in Vegas is Aaron Rodgers moving to? And uh, Devontae commented on it and just said, mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Vegas seems to be the most likely choice. Um, I think the Jets are still in it. Um, Aaron Rodgers in New York City seems – Fitting. Fitting. Yeah, I mean, he he can handle the pressure because he just doesn't give a shit. He's that type of yeah. celebrity, yeah. too. And Joe Namath. Yeah. You know, so I think the Jets are still in it. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope he goes to Vegas. Slightly different shade of green. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Gang green. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I, I look at, you know, Derek Carr's pissed off, and rightfully so. And I'm more interested at this point to see where Derek Carr goes than any of these guys. Uh, well, I've got a, I've got a, 
let me break this down for you. This is how I see it. This is how I see everything working out. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Fuck me. Whatever. This this has to be talked about. Did you see, you know, famously Aaron Rodgers uh, this past offseason had an ayahuasca trip? Yes. Okay. Did you see the hat man thing? Okay. Report. So supposedly, since he went on this ayahuasca trip, he's been he's been seeing the Hat Man everywhere he goes. It's about the Hat Man from the Conjuring movie, the second one. Uh, kind of looks like that. The he's, Hat Man that you see when you take too many Benadryl. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take a bunch of time on the <laughs> <laughs> um, No, the Hat Man. What I read was the Hat Man is this creepy black kind of cloaked figure. That holds a knife in one hand and a dead rabbit in the other hand. And apparently Aaron Rodgers, since his ayahuasca trip, has been seeing the hat man everywhere that he goes. He's always off in the distance. That's creepy. It is very creepy. (laughs) Maybe that's why he's trying to get the fuck out of uh, Lambo. He's like, I just want to get away from the hat man. I would assume he didn't do his ayahuasca trip in Wisconsin. So, (laughs) (laughs) But he followed him. The hat man followed him. The the crooked man from the continent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Who in the hell Crooked man had <laughs> I think his name was MGK. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, uh, my next question leads right into what you were just talking about. Where does Derek Carr go? Because Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. Carolina. The Colts. Okay, you'd be happy with Carolina. I'd be happy with Carolina. <laughs> New Carolina fan here. No, yeah. I've decided I'm, uh, I'm going to be a fan okay, of yeah. Take a team at least close. That's good. Good, yeah. Too bad you didn't try to be a Carolina fan last year when they had Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I think Derek Carr still has a lot left in the tank. He can he can be a very successful. Well, he's only what thirty four. Is he? I don't even think he's that old. Thirty two. Uh, he's no. in his thirties somewhere. And I think he was done very dirty. Agreed. In in, in Vegas with all that, but um, I, I do think that. Wherever Derek Carr ends up, I think somebody's going to get a very talented uh, quarterback that's got a lot to prove still and has a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis is a possibility. It does seem to me, though, that Indianapolis is like uh, not a very appealing place to go at this point. Yeah, and you got to think they are almost to the point of full rebuild mode. They still, and it's crazy to think about. You know, Frank Reich said, uh, after he was fired, they they done like an interview with him talking about it. Maybe maybe it was uh, after he got hired uh, at Carolina. Um, they asked him what happened in Indianapolis, and he basically just said that the run game disappeared. And when you think about it, for the past three seasons prior to this season, especially with the emergence of Jonathan Taylor, that's what the Colts have been, and that makes sense. And you know, having Jonathan Taylor in fantasy football, I kind of knew it, but. It's still one of the best offensive lines in football, player-wise, personnel-wise. Yeah. It's one of the best. They've still got Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman's a dog. So what's not appealing mm-hmm. about it? They've got a great Their defense. Front office is dysfunctional. Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay is dysfunctional. I mean, if you want to hear Pat McAfee talk about it, I mean, you can just you can hear how upset they are, and he is especially about that front office and the decisions that they're making and. Even with the Nine Hines thing earlier in the year, everybody in Indianapolis loved Nine Hines. Nobody wanted him to leave. So I think there's a lot of dysfunction there. 
And I think that for that reason, the players don't trust what the what the front office is going to do, what the GM's going to do, what the owner's going to do. So I think that's that's where all that stems from. And a lot of people think, myself included, that Jonathan Taylor will be a Los Angeles Ram. You think so? That's my opinion. Wow. Uh, is he not still on his rookie contract? Uh, I think he can opt, I think he opt, can opt out. out. That's going to be interesting. But to continue the quarterback carousel, we can, let's go ahead and travel up to the Northwest. What's going to go? What's from San Francisco? What do they do? Trey Lance is your starter, and Brock Purdy is your backup. Um, Jimmy I, Garoppolo goes to Jimmy Houston Garopp- with D'Amico Ryan. Yes, or Jimmy Garoppolo goes and gets TB12 sloppy seconds yet again <laughs> and down, in, uh, down in Tampa Bay. So, I mean, I, I think that's that's – likely what's going to happen i think you you've done spend all this basically this draft capital to get trey lance with the, the trades and everything so trey lance has got to be your starting has to be going forward and i think that purdy you know he's trying to avoid having tommy john surgery who knows what's going to happen with that but we'll see it's it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a very interesting offseason we are going to at least have some shit to talk about Absolutely. so that, that's the important thing for yeah. us anyway yeah, absolutely. It's been a little boring recently. I mean, we, we've had the playoffs, you know, to talk about. Playoffs? Playoffs, no. <laughs> what? But let's hit one more position here. Uh, Missionary. couple, yes. Reverse doggy. <laughs> the inverted terrain. <laughs> so there's a couple. My shoulder out. <laughs> a couple. A couple big name halfbacks are going to be available. I mean, you've got Tony Pollard that everybody's saying he's not going to be in Dallas. Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs Saquon Barkley. Where you see these guys at? Hopefully one of them ends up in Miami. That's that's what I'm hoping for. And You know, nobody had more first down runs last year than Josh Jacobs. He come upon his, his contract season and he exploded. He, exploded. <laughs> he played. I mean, that Do you remember play, watching him in the Hall of Fame game this year. Remember, yeah. you were on the road. I called you. I said, dude, Josh Jacobs is starting the Hall of Fame game yeah. right now. Yeah. There was, at that point, no question, Josh Jacobs will not see the field yes. this year. And, you know, that one play in Seattle alone, if it w- I've thought about this. If it was not for that overtime run against Seattle, I would have won fantasy championship. That one play yeah. ended my season. Yep. Because it was just I lost that game because of that run. What was it? That was like a a 14-point play or something like that. Yes, it was like the first play in overtime was a 98-yard touchdown run. But uh, I I do think that you've got some risk with Saquon. You you do. And you have some risk with Tony Pollard. Now, the NFL is supposedly talking about um, the, the play that the drop down tackles. The drop down tackles. That seems ridiculous to me. I agree. Now, what happened to Tony Pollard was you don't want to see that. What are you supposed to do when you come up on somebody bigger than you if you're a, a secondary player? How are you supposed to tackle these guys? Like mm-hmm. you've done limited everything that you could possibly do, and if you, you some you got to get these guys on the ground. Right. That's the thing, and and I'm a that's going to be a disaster if the NFL tries to go that route. I agree, but. Um, I think with all these guys, except Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, and um, Saquon, you do have some risk. Now, there is something to say about how fast Tony Pollard's going to be projected to come back off this energy. Does does Dallas move on from Zeke and keep Tony Pollard? That's also a question. I think one of them is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
we'll see. Um, you got a lot of guys coming back. Uh, Brees Hall is one that I look to have a very big year coming back off injury. I think he's going to be a great player. But um, it is It's going to be an interesting offseason. Is it possible that they're so deep at halfback that San Francisco tries to move Eli Mitchell? Because that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a damn good. He's, yes. I think they would be foolish to do it, and I don't think Kyle Shanahan will. I think he realizes what he has there in that committee. When you can bring – you keep uh, CMC with fresh legs, and then you've got a guy that you could bring in and he could take it to the house. He's a halfback one, yeah. Uh, that's that's going to be tough to beat. Um, I mean, you you look at what San Francisco done this year and how good they performed, you know, after the first – seven weeks of the season, I think we're going to see a continuation of that with no matter who's at the quarterback. When you got that great of the surrounding cast around you, you don't have to have fantastic quarterback play. You don't have to have Aaron Rodgers. If Trey Lance can come in, you know, do not turn the football over, can make a few plays, can extend plays with his legs, turn around and hand the ball off to those running backs, get the ball to Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Kittle. This is still a really good football team. So, I like every I like everything about that team, but I do think that Kyle Shannon is not going to let Elijah Mitchell go. I agree. He he would be it would be a stupid decision for sure. Um, one more question: What do you think about D'Amico in Houston? I I told you D'Amico not long ago. Was I told I called you after both after you know Sean Payton went to Denver and then Houston hired D'Amico. Um, I said, within three years, D'Amico Ryans will have as many wins as Sean Payton does. D'Amico Ryans is that good of a football coach. I agree. He has that good of a mind for the game of football. City of Houston already loves him. That team loves him. He's going to bring 99 on to be his probably defensive yes. something. And that's going to be awesome. Yes, that um, that's that coaching staff will be incredible. They, he's got an uphill. He's got an uphill battle. He does. Okay, we got a. There's with, no talent on that team. Well, with the exception of Laramie Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil was on. He well, he ended up in what, like a top five, top yeah. seven tackle this year. You got the um, defensive end that has uh, really come on. I think he's 55. I can't remember his name. Oh, oh, uh, he played at Buffalo. Oh, man, what's his name? Jerry Hughes. Yes, Jerry Hughes is very good football Very player. good. Um, but I think uh, if anybody can turn that around and get them back to prominence, it's going to be D'Amico Ryan. He is a great football mind. And he knows learning from that Shanahan you know, Damon Pierce he, is going to be a huge yeah, fantasy. Yeah, huge fantasy. Absolutely. That's that's my guy going in. Yeah. A little bit of spoiler yeah. for our uh, yeah. fantasy football preview. Damon Better Pierce, hope Ashley baby. don't listen to this because she she'll keep go. it. <laughs> You know that meme where it's like the dude's <laughs> rubbing his hands together. I'm, you know, I'm looking at David Pierce. I'm licking my chops, baby. But it, it is. But you got to think he knows he's gonna come. He's gonna come in and he's gonna make a splash right away. It's gonna be a quarterback. I do not think they will stay in that pick. They will. They will trade back. They'll get. They'll get Jalen Carter. They'll get Will Anderson. Which one of these quarterbacks fit in with what you think D'Amico Ryan's is gonna do? It's not. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be Bryce Young. No, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. Think, you don't think they're going to I, I don't. I think they'll trade back so they don't have yeah. to draft. They'll trade back to three, four, somewhere around I mean, there. If you ended up with Andy Will may Anderson trade up or Jalen Carter, 
I think you got a really good, and I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think it's possible that they might trade back into the first round later in the draft and, and draft quarterback if they don't get one of these guys. Now, do you want to pay Jimmy Garoppolo what it what it's going to take to pay him? Do you want to bring Baker Mayfield in? What do you want to do? What type of quarterback? What are you going to be saying to your guys? Like, this is going to be a three-year rebuild. This is going to be a five-year rebuild. What are we going to do here? So I think that you got a lot of options, and D'Amico Ryans needs a guy who's not going to turn the football over because they're going to be scrappy the way that – you know, Detroit's built right now is what you what you hope as a Houston Texans fan that rise is going to be. You're going to have a few rough years to start out with. You're going to be close in some football games against some good teams, but you're just not going to have the talent to get over the hump. So I think you're going to see a slow rebuild, and, and I think the great start, Jalen Carter is the best player in this draft in my Agreed. opinion. Agreed. And I think if he is able to fall, it's a no-brainer. You put that guy in there, this is where we're building this defense around, and that's where you go. But it's exciting. Does Derek Carr not fit that system perfectly? I said it a minute ago, Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. Well, what if you bring in Derek Carr? And you brought and you brought D-Hop back. Exactly. Okay. And then you're talking about with Laramie Tunsil, Damon with Damon Pierce. Pierce, and you're like, well, maybe we can win a few games. Right. But that's a stretch. Um to for one I'm I, curious what their cap what their salary cap is right now. You gotta I think they're not they're right not paying off. anybody but Laramie Tunsil. Right. I don't I don't know right off. I don't know how much they're on the hook for any of the Deshaun Watson stuff still, which could factor in. I don't really know, but um they also have uh, Derek Stingley Jr. They they drafted. He played. Him. He, he a, played pretty he, good. He played pretty good. He had some rough time, rough moments. But you know, I mean, that if you're a Houston Texans fan, you got to feel pretty good about where this is going because you're like, we finally got a guy who can lead this team. Well, we knew Lovey Smith was just basically a band aid, and I think I'm I'm excited. I am too. I am too. I just want to say one more thing. And Gage, I'm going to get over to you for some UFC here in just a second. But Chris Greer finally made me happy for once. He hired Vic Fangio. He hired Vic Fangio. I also told you when that, you know, when it it kind of was a little, uh, turbulent there. It was like, oh, we hired him. Oh, maybe he's not coming. He's going to Carolina. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, But um, that was the, out of all the coaches that you had that weren't going to be head coaches, he was the golden golden goose. Yes. I mean, that was the guy, the best defensive mind. He will be a head coach again in the NFL. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, if he wants it, that 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 opportunity will be waiting for him after you know four years, five years when this time, turn to Miami will be over. But it, it was a great move for the Dolphins. And is Buffalo regressing? Are are the Jets ever going to be legitimate? Are the is New England ever going to find an offense? I mean, if you're the Dolphins, you're like, man, we have an opportunity to win right now. So let's let's go for it. And this hire, paying him that much money, you're like, we're buying in right now. We're going to put a top five defense out on the field right now. That's what we have to do to win the Super Bowl. So it was a big hire. I agree. 
I agree. Uh, and I, I want to say this while we're talking about this division for just a second. Um, and Matthew's not here to defend himself. But, you know, for 10 weeks this season, Josh Allen's maybe the best quarterback in the NFL. Maybe the best quarterback. No, Patrick Mahomes is one. Joe Burrow's two. Joe Burrow is – Mahomes is here, but Burrow's right here. Yeah. You know, the guy's unreal. And Josh Allen Josh Allen has to stop making stupid mistakes and quit being such a crybaby. What – I mean – Trevor Lawrence is coming up. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is on the rise, man. Of, there's a lot of guys you, – you've seen – I was saying Josh Allen was going to win the MVP last year. That didn't happen, and it didn't it didn't happen this year. And it's like we keep seeing all this talent, and when he's going to climb that next step and make that step from superstar to MVP, okay, it's not happened. The situation with Stephon Diggs and at the Pro Bowl games, he was very optimistic, very happy. He was himself, but – What's the, I mean, are they regressing? And this will lead to another conversation entirely, and I want to do it when Matthew's here, but I feel personally that maybe Buffalo's taking a step back. I agree. Uh, I agree. It kind of it kind of makes you wonder too, um, what are other people seeing? Why did Ken why has Ken Dorsey not really got any attention for these vacant coaching jobs well, he, yet? He's the uh He's the offensive coordinator, right? Did he not go? No, he wasn't the one. That was um, Kellen Moore with this. Yes. Uh, uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yes. Which that was surprising. I, I thought he was m- more in the head coaching opportunities, personally. Did he personally. just want to get away from Jerry Jones? Did he just want to get away from Gage's boy, Mike? Big Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The NFL's getting wild, man. Why would you want to get away from the greatest coach in the NFL? Well, I mean, why did people want to escape Germany in like <laughs> We should probably cut that. <laughs> oh, God. Just for the record, I don't think he's a great coach. Just, <laughs> just to clear that up for our listeners. <laughs> I just like giving out shit. <laughs> now, football, uh, we got the Super Bowl this weekend. Super excited about that. Super excited to see Rihanna. Or is it Rihanna? Riri, that was weird. That was good. That was real good. <laughs> now, Love Rihanna, and this is the end. <laughs> you can slap the shit out of Michael Sarah. Uh, Kevin Hart is falling down. He, uh, Aziz is falling down. Yeah, like, Aziz. Fuck off me, Aziz. <laughs> that movie is hilarious. It is. Doug Gage. Um, a lot of. Pretty big news out of the UFC. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not just the UFC. We had a fatal retire out of Bellator last night. Uh, I mean, a lot of people think he's the heavyweight goat. I mean, it'd be hard to argue as far as heavyweights go. He's probably one of the greatest to ever do it. I mean, just the length of time his career went. I mean, everybody knows who Fedor is. I hate to see him go out on loss, but, you know, that's how it goes. You rather go out – on your shield or, you know, I mean, right. it's just how it is. But uh, was that expected? For yeah, I didn't, I didn't think he was oh, to retire. Yeah. I think it was expected to retire. I think he actually said before the fight, it was going to be his last one, but I don't think anybody really saw him having a chance to get beaten Ryan Bader. I mean, Ryan Bader's just been a 
absolute animal at Bellator for the past several years. Um, Darth. Darth. Orion Darth Vader. Yeah. He's a, he's a great fighter. But yeah, it's the, the second pride fighter to retire in the last month or so. So I feel like we're seeing the end of that era kind of come, you know, coming to it. Can you find pride on YouTube or anything? I think UFC acquired pride. So it might be on UFC fight pass possibly. I bet whoever had that got married. Cause I know my pride. Anyway. <laughs> no, I would uh, I would like to watch some pride fights. I've never got they to, were never vicious, got to, I, man. That's I mean, what I heard. Soccer kicks to the face. I mean, there was not a whole lot of rules. It was <laughs> it was owned by the uh what's the the Japanese the uh, Yakuza? Uh, Yakuza, yeah. They uh promoted steroid use, they were all about it. I mean, it was it was wild times. It That's really crazy. was. It was Pride was Pride was the UFC before the UFC became a thing. Right. You know, I mean they were they were huge. Uh, Japanese audience is always very respectful and very much into fighting. So, so I, mean, that, was, I mean, so was that really the origin? Was that in Japanese it started in the UFC yeah. as far as like uh, MMA and everything, yeah. but pride took off way faster yeah. than the UFC did. So they really, they were kind of ahead of the rest of the world in that they really took off with that the fan base oh yeah, yeah. big time and they i mean they had a lot of great matchups in there i mean i would highly recommend anybody that loves ma to go watch some pride you fights see, you know that's weird though because bass fishing is huge in japan no 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 joke. it really like, is. It is huge it is strange how those sports really resonate right with the you know japanese uh, it's just it's kind of a, be an interesting case yeah, study well, to see what mm-hmm. attracts these people to to that. Yeah, and the thing is, you would ask any fighter, every interview I've ever seen, any fighter that fought in Japan, always say how much they want to go back. Yeah. How great the the people are over there. You know, they're very respectful. They don't boo you. Yeah. You know, they actually love watching the fights. They don't That's sit there awesome. and boo when it hits the ground like they do in the, U- the U.S. They they watch and you know, they just they get into it. They love it. And then people are like the fighters over there. Them pride the pride era were celebrities, and it's a beautiful, beautiful. Country. Oh yes, I, I would mean, love to visit one day. To, I want to go to Tokyo so bad. That's the, such the a city dream. with the mountains, right? Yes. Like right there. I mean, like, it, it's beautiful. honestly a shame about that lizard problem they got. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they got a bad lizard problem. Yeah, they got this one that keeps on tearing down their cities. Yeah. Wide out of his mouth, he fought this moth, big giant moth. Yeah. Thing. If they get that figured out, though. Yeah. no but uh, also this weekend Derek lewis uh fought and unfortunately lost i think Derek lewis is a very entertaining heavyweight but kind of like i've said before i don't think he'll ever be a champion i mean great fighter love to watch him uh, exciting just he doesn't have that that next level thing you know right. he's always got a knockout chance to win a fight but uh, i think it was a uh, I can't think of the guy's name that beat him, but first round submission, arm triangle. I mean, you know. So, but he's he'll always be a fan favorite. I think. Yeah, I don't he think he's going anywhere. No, 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 no. He's you know, you know who Derek Lewis is, right? The dude that the said beast. my balls was hot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's a he's a great fighter. I hate to see him lose, but you know, yeah. part of it. Um, what else we got in the UFC news? Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler 
Yeah. I mean, uh, they're going to be coaches on Ultimate Fighter again. Uh, also, get into that with uh, the drug testing. About yeah, he has not entered the USADA pool, which the rule says you're supposed to enter that testing pool for six months before you're allowed to compete in the UFC again. So I don't know exactly how they're going to address that, whether they're going to sit there and have a Brock Lesnar moment and let him get away with it. I, I don't know how it's going to go. Also, I have no idea how that man's going to cut to the weight class he needs to be in. What? So I haven't actually seen any of the fight details. What's 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 the fight? I don't know that they've honestly released. It. I think the only thing they've said is that they'll be coaching tough, which traditionally the coaches fight them tough. So I assume that's going to be the fight. So the coaches fight too. At the end of the end of the that's video. such a cool idea. That is cool. They should do that in the NFL. And I don't know if you watched the scene. They should. <laughs> yeah, Michael Chandler's competing in the lightweight division. So, I mean, okay. Connor, I think, said he was walking around like two something. So, I mean, he's massive. Right yeah, now. that's going to be really interesting now, to see him make that cut. Is healthy? Like, is that's... he in shape or is he kind of out of shape? I'm not saying he's on steroids. So, he's huge. He's huge. Have you not seen him? No, no. Not since he threw that shit at that car. Well, that was, was after his last ago, fight. Yeah. That yeah, was that who was know. that? Jorge Masvidal. Was that who I that fight so, yeah. was? Yeah, uh, but no. So that's what's so interesting about this situation is, since then he's gotten fucking jacked, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been in the drug testing pool. And now he's trying to come back, mm-hmm. and they're trying to announce a fight. Yeah, yeah. he's big. He's huge. Yeah. I've never seen I, like I'm not, his I'm not saying for sure change. he's on steroids. I will say. That the amount of muscle he put on reminds me a lot of Donald Cerrone. And Donald Cerrone has come out and said that he's taking steroids right now because he wants to get active. So why not? But regardless, I I don't know. I do think it's weird that the UFC is kind of letting him skid around this right now. I mean, I feel like any other fighter would have already been made to go back into the testing pool. You can make that much money off of his name. Oh, I know. It seems like, oh, maybe we'll let this slide, right? I mean, that's got to play into it. I'm sure proper 12 is probably going to have quite a bit of money behind oh, sure. this whole situation. And the question is, if they do fight and he manages to beat Chandler, which honest to goodness, I don't think he can beat Chandler myself. I think Chandler's a more well-rounded fighter who has a better ground game than McGregor does. And McGregor is really a one-trick pony. It's stand-up or it's nothing, right. you know. But if he does beat Chandler, what's next for him? Do you think he'll fight Volkov? If Volkov beats – well, it doesn't matter – Volkov beats Islam or not because they're fighting for the right uh, welterweight title. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I really don't – I don't know if McGregor as as – now, if this is natural, then obviously he's been working his ass off and hasn't stopped, right? And it's highly possible. He's an animal. There's oh, yeah. no question about it. But if he is – like, if he's had this much time off and this is not natural, there's no way he can beat Michael Chandler, let alone Volkanovsky, who, in my opinion, like we were talking about the other day, may be the best lightweight of all time. For sure. So – but my – we know it's going to be entertaining watching this ultimate fight because this is going to be – Oh, you know, they're going to be – there's going to be so much trash talk. Did you watch the first season? You know they're going to be shit talking oh, to each other. The entire time. Have you seen any – there's one clip going around where McGregor walks in and Michael Chandler's standing there and they start shit talking to each other and McGregor told him that he looked like a 50-year-old retired skateboarder. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it will be a very entertaining season, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll definitely be watching that. 
And where does that win and where can people watch that? ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Yes. And that will begin soon. Uh, do you know the date when that starts? I can look it up real quick. March 14th or something, I thought. Or maybe that's the date of another fight. I don't know. Maybe that's the date of the John Jones fight. That's going to be a good one. You definitely need to watch that one. Looks like that was when he did it against Faber. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) ESPN Plus people can probably find it on that. May 30th. May 30th. 30th. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be on ESPN Plus. Just just do steroids. Like how long can you fail a drug test from steroids? From what I understand, the amount that they test now, I mean, it kind of like, you know, oh, uh, Jones got busted for a, was that? Pico, picogram or something like that. I mean, something outrageously small. So, I mean, they can detect it in your system, I think, for like up to a year. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, do these guys, I don't know if you know this, do they do urine tests, hair, it's blood? Blood. Blood. Yeah. And uh, I think probably, I would imagine so both. But I know. testing them for other stuff. Too, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Diseases, different things. Um, but, you know, what was I <laughs> lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, what do you think about the fight coming up this weekend? I'm very excited about Islam fighting uh, Volkanovski. Yeah. That'll be a great fight. It's a good card, too. It very it's a very much so, good yeah. card. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, the main fight, I think Volk's going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's he's one of my favorite current fighters, Both for sure. You, if you were putting money on this, and I might do this based on what you all say, so what is your – what would you put it on? Who would you put it on? In this fight? <clears throat> or on this card? Oh. Uh, Oh man, it's hard. It's hard not to say Volkanovski because, you know, pound for pound, he may be the best fighter in the world right now. That and a lot of people, and I'm I'm still very fresh with this, but from what I know, and what I've seen and hear people talk about, you know, it's very possible. Can can you argue with that? That pound for pound, he might be the best fighter in the world. Pound for pound, he might be the best fighter, but I don't know that he can beat Islam because Islam is coming with a weight advantage. He's a bigger person. He's got a long reach. You know, he comes from the the, the Sambo background, I believe, or at least trains over there with all those guys. And that's so you, camp, you know, right? So you yeah. know he's going to have a really solid ground game, wrestling game. I mean, Volkanovski is great, but when we've seen him get out of some tough situations, uh, you know, I saw a fight the other day. He was fighting where the guy got him in a guillotine choke, and Volkanovski was able to get out. But that's not going to be every time. Right. You know, How do you and do you, that, though? I, I know the exact video you're talking yeah. about. I watched it not long ago, too. It's insane because the guy, I don't remember who it was. That was his, his move. That yeah. was his thing. Like not he, for the sweat, it wouldn't have got out. Yeah, I don't think yeah, there was some crazy stat. Like, get <laughs> <laughs> away from the throat there. It's like <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what it's but, like. You know, Volk is 25 and 1. Islam's 23 and 1. So, I mean, I don't know. It'll be a great fight. I do think. Uh, Volkanovski is probably more athletic, but like I said, Islam's got a big size advantage, especially with that reach. Mm-hmm. Gun to your head right now. You got to put money on one. I hate to say, I think Islam's going to take it. Islam. Yeah, I want Volk to win. I like him, but I think Islam's going to take it. Yeah. Now, if it were me, though, like I said, it's hard for me to bet against Volk. So Gage is giving you Islam. I'm giving you Volk. Gun to your head. What you've heard us talk about, who are you going with? Um, you both are giving me the puppy dog stare. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna decline to answer this. I will say betting is fun. 
do it responsibly. We got some big stuff coming up. And you look like uh, Simple Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I think it's. Uh, I might put some money on it based on what you are saying. I don't know who yet. It'll probably be a last minute decision. Yeah, we we got to get you back into the UFC. I know you used to really enjoy it. You, it's it's so much fun to watch, man. But speaking of fun, still a little ways away, March fourth. So it's not too far. Less than a month. One of the most exciting fights in what since maybe Masvidal and McGregor. Easily. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know if I've ever been as excited. I said the last time I was this excited about a fight was probably when Liddell fought Vandalay Silva in the FC. Yeah. Now, this is a really, really – this card is fantastic. This I'm, this whole night is going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. We might have to uh, we might have to record the pod on uh, Monday again that week as well because we are definitely going to be watching this for, for sure. sure. So start I mean start off Gage talk about Cyril Gain and John Jones. You know I think obviously Cyril Gain comes in with a massive size, but we've seen Jones is has been putting on muscle for all these years. The only question is what Jones we get? Do we get the Jones that was bulked up when he fought? Uh, uh, Vince St. Peru and kind of slower. Are we going to get Jones, the, the classic Jones? You know, are we going to have ring rust Jones? I don't know. If Jones comes in in the best shape of his life with his, I, I've mentioned a hundred times, his fighter IQ and the way he puts things together, I don't think Cyril Gain has a has a shot. I mean, you know, you look at what, I mean, he freaking got out grappled by Nangano with a bad knee. So, I mean, it's hard to say that Jones doesn't have this, but obviously it's heavyweight division, new division, so it could go either way. But I, I think agree. it'll be an amazing fight either way. I agree. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I'm very excited to watch Jeff Neal fight too. Yes. That uh he's he's a very exciting fighter. He'll have his hands full though. That guy he's fighting is a sixteen and oh. Yeah, that's crazy. And and this fight, Valentina Shevenko, I think is how you say that her name. That girl is a monster. Yeah. I mean she's honestly. A badass. Outside of Amanda Nunes, how can you argue she's one of the best women to ever do it? I Will mean, she be – is this is this for the title, for the flyweight title? Flyweight title. Is it? Yeah. Okay. She's still the champion. Yeah, Nunes okay. is the other champion. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a fun fun fight to watch. It'll be a great night for sure. And you got Bo Nickel making, I think, his debut in the UFC, isn't it? I think you're right. Yeah, he – did he come from – Where Dana did he come White's, from? Uh, Contender wants a fight, series? Yeah, but he's yeah. – his wrestling accolades are outstanding. I think he'll be an excellent addition to the UFC. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, he's fighting Jamie Pickett, 13-8. Um, that name sounds familiar. I'll have to do some research on before the, the fight. But I, I think Bo Nickel could go a long ways in the UFC. I really do. Even though it's early on, I think the guy's only had three fights. But I think it'll be a, a good show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, let's wrap it up here, guys. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Super Bowl prediction. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, 34-31, close game. Since you're taking the Eagles, I'll take the Chiefs. Same score though. Okay. <laughs> All right. You see what he done there? Yeah, I do. I I also like the Eagles here. Um, I do think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be the best Super Bowl we've seen in a while. Yeah, it'll be fun. 
for sure. For sure. But if that wraps it up for you guys, that wraps it up for me. We appreciate you all listening. Don't forget to check out all of our social medias. Don't forget to listen to our past episodes. If you haven't listened, we thank you all so much and we hope you have. A I do have a quick question before we go. Austin, could you knock out Butterbean? Butterbean now? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, host.